Life After the LC On Beat So continuing on with our segment from last week when we heard from David Hammond um, who was telling us about his days in college when he went from a FETAC course into uh, the Institute of Technology up in Dundalk and then becoming the presenter here on Beat. Um, I've decided to speak to one of my old pals, one of my favourite fellas in Beat and that is Robbie Byrne. He is a digital producer um, upstairs in the digital department in Beat 102 and 03 and he is on a Zoom call right now. How are you? I can't, I'm good. I can't believe they've actually put me on air. It's been a while since they've made a risky move like that. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I've been waiting for this moment ever since I took the takeover. I was like, I will get Robbie on the radio once more. <laughs> you know, the first the first day I started this job, I went on air on Sunday Grill. No and they haven't. Yeah, yeah. That's the last time. So this marks a very important <laughs> stage in my beat career. What were I'm you doing on the Sunday Grill? Um, I was talking about my Marty Morrissey flag. Yes. The famous Marty Morrissey flag. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, people might not know this, but you um, are a big fan of Glastonbury and uh, that's where the Marty Morrissey flag came from. What happened? Yeah. Um, well, basically, we kind of brought it as a little bit of an in-joke between us and our friends. Um, we created this Marty Morrissey flag for Glastonbury. Uh, for anyone who's familiar with Glastonbury knows that you know, if you see it on the BBC coverage, there's always flags, you know, in front of the stage. And we thought we'd bring our own kind of Irish twist on things. <laughs> and we did a Marty Morrissey flag because like, he's universally loved across Ireland. And he's probably not well known at all outside of here. You know, nobody in the UK knew it. And we got loads of questions when we were over there. Who was the guy? People thought it was um, it was Deck, like from like Anton Deck fame. Really? Um, yeah, people thought, oh, we got all sorts of strange ones now. It's quite some time ago, so I, I can't remember everything that was said to us. But we got some crazy ones. Anton Deck uh, being one of the, the strangest ones we got. That's um, really But weird. yeah, Joe.e and a few others took up the story. Someone took a screenshot on the BBC live coverage of it flying in the air, gloriously <laughs> flying. And uh, then Marty um, saw it on Twitter, retweeted it and went crazy from there. So I actually remember that. I remember that because um, when you started in Beat, I started as an intern in Beat at the same time. And uh, I remember it was, I think it was my first day of being in, in like the Beat studios and that. And you were doing an interview for RTE and we were like, oh, look at this guy. And it was for the Marty Marcy flag. And I just thought it was gas. I remember that now. Um, I had a world in the first week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're back, loving it. Um, and now I'm back. So the reason that you are on the radio today is obviously we're talking about life after the LC. So um, going from the stage from secondary school to uh, college or further field into the workforce as well it can be a trying time for many. So what we're doing is hearing some of the stories of people who have been in those shoes in the past and you, sir, are one of the people that I want to talk about. Um, So tell me, what was your leaving cert like then? Like the year of it? Yeah, my leaving cert was kind of unconventional in a way. Um, I was uh, diagnosed with Crohn's disease in... I suppose it was around Christmas of fifth year. Mm. So I was quite sick on the run up to then. And then I had had to take time off. So I had hardly any fifth year. I spent before the Christmas fifth year um, being sick, being out of of school. And then after that, then I was kind of in between treatments and all that kind of stuff that was going on. I was um, kind of doing what I'm doing now. I was was working from home. Um, I was all my stuff was being sent to me by my 
uh, teachers uh, online through the portal. It's kind of the start of, you know, when we had portals in college, we were able to, uh, you know, get all our stuff virtually. And I kind of learned from home and I did all my summer exams from home. And then sixth year was a little bit more normal, but I had so much work to catch up on. Um, because I essentially missed out on a full year's work because it's not the same when you're getting stuff yeah. delivered to you from home, uh, from the teachers. You know, you're missing out on the class. You're basically just doing the homework and trying to teach yourself the maths, the Irish, everything. So my, the teachers were amazing. They were all brilliant. Like they were so supportive. Um, so it was a it, it was an uphill struggle for me because not only was I only getting better from the Crohn's disease in in sixth year, I was also trying to catch up on this huge amount of work. Yeah. So I think if if I had if I was in the situation I was in and it happened this year with COVID, I would have been in a bit of trouble, I guess, because my results were so poor at the beginning of sixth year, and it was they slowly crept up as the year went on, and it really wasn't until the leaving start when I was kind of comp- confident enough to, yeah. you know, complete the exams. And at the time, repeating was definitely on the cards. I, I had it in my head that I would have to repeat. But in the end, it, it wasn't the case at all. Yeah. So it was happy days in a way. It worked out for you. But I suppose you can kind of, ha- you have the same emotions then as what the sixth year class were going through this year of not being able to go to school and for the period of what, March to May, that they had to, you know, study at home and do everything at themselves. It must have been tough, like, and I'd say you could realise what they were going through as well this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even, uh, so much, and it's not so much the um, the school aspect that stands out to me. I think it's more the, the social aspect because in, in fifth year, you know, you're starting to go out, you're starting to do all these things that you wouldn't have done, say, when you're in your junior cert cycle. And, you know, you have home parties, all that. And I mm-hmm. couldn't really go to any of that because I couldn't, I couldn't do very much. I was so sick in the afternoons. It was just the nature of the condition that after six o'clock, I would be totally wrecked, totally panned out. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able for anything. So I think it was that aspect as well. So it, it really does actually reflect on a lot of what the sixth year students were. They were stuck at home all the time and I was too. Um, so it was difficult, but like a lot of the sixth years now, there is light at the end of the tunnel mm. and stuff does work out. You know, it really does. Speaking of like the fact that you were doing a lot of study from home, that is kind of the case for you now as well, but you're working completely from home. How are you finding that at the moment? Because I haven't seen you in person since since March, I'd say. And usually we're like hand in, not hand in hand, hip by hip <laughs> every single day, just, you know, messing. <laughs> and it's very strange to be only know, seeing you on a Zoom yeah. call, which is why you're not in studio talking to us. Like, It is difficult. And it was even more difficult back then. Like this is only like, what, what nine, nine, year, nine, ten years ago. Mm. Like there was no video call and we had MSN Messenger. That's literally all we had. It was a start to Facebook. And like Facebook was so bad. Like it wasn't, I think they may have had an app but like keeping in contact with everyone, it was still just text messages and phone calls. So at least now it's a little bit easier for students. You know, they can, you know, voice message each other and they can video call each other on Zoom or whatever. So it's a little bit easier. So there's a lot of parallels between the two, but I think it's a little bit easier now. And how are you finding yourself being at home at the moment uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic? Of course, you are working at home right now. How do you find it? It's fine. It's fine. I, I I always felt that like when it started, I would only go on for 
yeah. couple of weeks I'd be grand and then I was like when I heard I probably won't be back to work until August then in a way you kind of to yourself you're like yippee I have loads of you know time <laughs> yeah. at home but then home gets a little bit samey and a little bit boring and then the you get it to stir crazy yeah. in the end and you just kind of want to go back into work like you're saying you miss the banter you miss the crack that you have in there and yeah, every day is just Saturdays like Monday, it's like Tuesday, it's like Sunday. They're all the same. Yeah. So yeah, I think I might be starting to struggle a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And the be- but not in a bad way. I I can get over it. Everyone's in the same boat. Exactly, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I miss seeing you around Robbie because when I come in I'm on my own. All I see is Darren Rice from Beat Drive. That's it all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> so I miss seeing a different face like yourself. Um I suppose when you were heading into college then, what was that like for you? Looking at like the say the CAO uh, change of mind and did you stick with your change of mind your original offer or did you go for the change of mind and change everything in July or June I I probably made I probably made the school by error that they always say you don't do they always say when you like any careers guidance teacher will tell you you always put your top choice what you really really want to do on the top of your CEO list Mm. and I Mm. didn't do that I want my original my original choice was to do architecture and the points, I think they were at the time they were like four or five fifty or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, I'll never get that. Like, and I was looking at repeating. So, I put down. I was trying to be more realistic with myself, and I put down um, English and History Arts in UCC, which was brilliant, by the way, and I don't regret any of it. But at the end, the points for that year, because it was the recession and everything was so turbulent, a little bit like today, like every, you just don't know way, the way things are going. The points went down by a hundred. And I actually got enough points to do it. No And way. I didn't put it down in the CEO. I know. So I would always let that be a lesson to anybody that if they really, really want to do something, put it down, put their favorite choice. It could be medicine, it could be veterinary, doesn't matter. Yeah. You never know what way the points are going to go and to put it down. But having said that, it brought me in a slightly different path. Uh, and a little bit similar as well, because I do a lot of graphic design and video production and work. Um, so the graphic element kind of stayed. But, it's just not houses uh, you're building. <laughs> it's, uh, not, it's not houses I'm building. I know it's not. But I still I still feel I went down the right path. I think both of them would have worked out yeah. equally well. Yeah. And so then you went down, you got your first choice offer then for your CAO, was it in uh, yeah. UCC? I did. I Tell did me indeed. about that. And, uh, it, like it was, it was a little bit crazy. Like uh, I, my my memory's a little bit blurred from <laughs> it from from the last ten years, but uh, it was amazing. I like I moved into an apartment with like four guys from my old school, and it was like college accommodation UCC, and it was brilliant. It was best crack. First year, I think is is the best crack you will have. Like yeah. between meeting everybody, you know, the college accommodation is brilliant. Like house accommodation is good, but you just meet so many people in the college apartments because we're all together and we're all, you know, getting to know each other and everything. Yeah. So that's brilliant. Uh, I would definitely recommend for any students to go to like apartment like accommodation because you just meet so many people. You may not have the same freedoms that you would have in a house, um, but a college accommodation is brilliant. The course was was really, really good. I, I always loved English and history anyway. So I was in my element. I was like, bye-bye Irish, bye-bye maths. Don't have to cover <laughs> anything like that anymore. It was great. Um, and yeah, first year, like it's a gentle introduction in a lot of courses. Yeah. You know, it's really not until the other years 
you really like uh, knuckle down. One thing I will say, like, is um, to join um, as many, join as many like societies mm. and clubs you can. Like, you don't have to be sporty. You don't have to be super into your whatever subject or topic the club covers especially in UCC there's so many of them it just matters that you join because you keep those friends forever like only last Saturday a crowd of us that we met that we know since first year in college met up and we walked down like Woodstown Beach and we hadn't seen each other in ages everyone's back because of Covid they're back living in water with their parents and like you do make friends in the first couple of weeks of first year for life, you really yeah. do. Stop. I remember the Clubs and Societies Day and I went in and um, I signed up for, I think, like five to ten different societies and one of them being skydiving in WIT and there was only one other member of the skydiving thing and it was my friend who I met in the first ten minutes of uh, my course as well and we've become best friends since. We didn't skydive up until last year though, but... It was still worth it. It was the fun of just joining it and meeting people. Yeah, it's a, it's an expensive uh, <laughs> it's an expensive <laughs> hobby in first year. Yeah, you I have didn't, no money to do anything. Yeah, just I didn't follow through until about ten years later, but <laughs> it worked out finally. <laughs> I finally got there. It would be grand. Um, <laughs> you went on then to do um, a masters as well. This is one of our little in jokes yeah. um, in beat because myself and Robbie are our masters. <laughs> Tell me, how did you get on with that? What made you uh, decide to go on and do that then? Um, a very convincing uh, tutor <laughs> made me do it. Not made me do it, encouraged me to do it. No, it was, it was in, I decided to stay in UCC. I had a load of options and I really didn't know what one to pick. I was so uh, torn because I wanted to go into journalism of some sort. But then I saw that journalism is changing and a lot of the courses still focus on you know, traditional media like newspapers mm. and radio, which I think we all know is, is a challenge in sector to try and get into. So I decided to do a new course, a new master's. I think it was its second year. It was called Digital Arts and Humanities. And it focuses on, I suppose, just digital aspects of media and social media. Um, so it's all about um, graphic design, uh, blogging, um, video production, all that, all the digital elements mm. uh, of media that I suppose we see every day. You know, as, as fewer and fewer people are buying newspapers, most people are turning to the digital aspects and getting news in different ways. So that really excited me. And the tutors that were there were fantastic. They were really enthusiastic. They had only started it, as I said, like the year beforehand. So mm. everything was really fresh, and the approach is really cool that they that they brought. So that convinced me to go into. Um, that masters and I loved it. it it was absolutely brilliant and there was only I think 10 of us in it at the time and it's a lot of work it's nothing like first first year of your masters it's nothing like first year in no. college <laughs> uh, you spend more time in the library than you do in the in the pub but it is it was it was brilliant and I have to say like it was highly recommend the course like for anyone thinking of going into media yeah um well worth it. Um, looking at this before I let you go, um, we both of us have done um, a degree in arts, so a Bachelor of Arts degree, which sometimes is the butt of a joke, you know, um, of being like, you know, yeah. where are the art students going to go? They're going to work in McDonald's, which I actually worked in McDonald's when I was doing my arts degree as well, so <laughs> I'll have you know. Um, but it, it's also a path where just like um, yourself and myself, we weren't exactly sure of what avenue or what career to go down. Yeah. 
Is that why you decided to go down that one? And what advice would you give to somebody who maybe is in that situation now, thinking of the change of um, mind CAO that is open right now, um, of their going, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. What advice would you give to them? Yeah, I'd 100% agree with you on that. Like, it's such a brilliant gateway for so many different careers. Like, I wasn't sure. I, I Journalism was always there in the background or some sort of media or teaching, and I really didn't know what to go for. Mm. And as you said, a lot of people take the mickey out of, out of an arts degree. And to be fair, it's probably not as tough as doing a medicine degree or, or, or an architecture degree, yeah. but it's only three years. So you have a three-year course, and like the vast majority of, of level A courses in Ireland are, are four years. So you have that extra year in hand then to do to specialize in whatever you want, whatever, like be it teaching, be it media, be it uh, international relations. You can go into so many different things with it. So I would think it's a very valuable degree, and it, it, I, I probably wouldn't look at it as uh an ends I, w- I wouldn't think if you did your three years that you would definitely get a career in something i think it's more of a gateway into a, a finite career into mm. something that you would definitely go into in the future so yeah i i, I in a sense it, 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 it's deserving of a few jokes there's a few lectures i missed along the way um but overall it's they're definitely worth it especially for people who are unsure of what they really really want yeah. And like arts degrees aren't just English and maths, or sorry, English and history. They're also maths, they're, they're science in there too, especially in UCC and, mm-hmm. and the, a lot of the colleges in Dublin. Like they, they have so many different options um, to choose from in the first year, especially some of them, which you can do four or five subjects in a year and then narrow down to two then in the following year. Yeah. So yeah, 100% recommend Brilliant. So what final advice would you give to the class of 2020 then um, for they're going into the next section of their life, the next chapter? What advice would you give to them? What advice would I if give? If you to had them? any to give, if I, yeah. If I had any advice. <laughs> um, I would definitely, I definitely say number one, number one advice is for your CEO form choose what you want to do most not what the points or what you think the points are going to be second thing join as many clubs and societies as you want to join don't go overboard because if you sign up for 100 of them you're never going to do any of them (laughs) so sign up for one or two that you really really want to do and stick with them and yeah i think the main thing is don't panic don't fret there's so much uncertainty uh, with what's going to happen, with what college is going to be like. Is it going to be half class, half days? Are we going to be tutoring from home? I would just kind of take each day as it comes because the situation is evolving the whole time with COVID. We just don't know. So I would say take the worry hat off and just take it handy. Now, the leaving cert is out of the way and just focus on, you know, what 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 what's, what the certainties are, not what could happen. Nice one. I like that, Robbie. Well, thank you very much uh, for coming on the takeover. I greatly appreciate it. Um, we'll put up the full podcast as well on beat102103.com forward slash podcast. Thanks so much, Robbie. Hey, no bother. See you, Debbie. Life after the LC on Beat 102.3.